Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushable. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of December 19, 2021. We'll begin with a tornado update. As most of you know by now, several tornadoes brought incredible destruction and devastation to many counties in western Kentucky in the early hours of Saturday, December 11. We appreciate the many phone calls and emails we have received from ACB members across the country asking if our members are okay and offering help if it is needed. We are now very pleased to be able to tell you that, as far as we know, no KCB members were injured or lost homes in the storms. We will continue to bring you information as it becomes available. The following events are on the KCB Zoom line. Join them using your computer, cell phone, or landline by dialing 669-900-6833 and entering the code 862-9889-6972. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision's December 15 support group was packed with information and tips that can assist people with visual impairments to use built-in accessibility features on Apple and Android phones with reading and other everyday tasks. Useful apps were also shared, and just about everyone who attended learned a new tip or two. KCCLV's next call will be on Wednesday, January 5 at 8 p.m. and will include a business meeting. Of course, tips and questions about living with low vision will also be welcome. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites everyone to share the holiday season at Roundabout on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Come chat with friends and maybe even play a few games. It'll be a great way to celebrate the holidays. At the Tri-State Library Users Meeting this past Saturday, December 18, it was decided that the Tri-State Book Club will be held every month rather than bimonthly. The January book selection will be about Louis Braille, and the title will be announced soon. The next Tri-State Library Users Meeting is Saturday, January 15 at 11 a.m. The Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana will hold its December meeting on Monday, December 27, at 7 p.m. There will be a short business meeting followed by Dog Tales, time to share stories about your dog. Everyone is welcome. The first ACB Families meeting of the new year will be on Sunday, January 2, at 9 p.m. Eastern. This will be a business meeting and a time for planning for the new year. All are welcome. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind, KCB's Bowling Green Chapter, holds its social hour each Wednesday afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time, that's 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern, on Zoom. The chapter's Zoom number is 669-900-6833, and the code is 763-689-4411. KCB has received a supply of 2022 large print calendars. They're now available upon request. These calendars measure a big 11 by 17 inches and have room for writing appointments, notes, etc. 
Request a calendar by calling KCB at 502-895-4598 or emailing kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Calendars are provided through the generosity of the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. We want to remind you that applications are now being accepted for ACB's 2022 scholarships to be presented in July at the 61st ACB Conference and Convention in Omaha, Nebraska. Entering freshmen, undergraduate, and graduate students and vocational school students are invited to apply. Applications can be submitted online until Monday, February 14, 2022 at 11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time. For more information, please contact Nancy Christine in the ACB Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242 or 800-866-3242. To create an account and access the application, visit https colon slash slash members m-e-m-b-e-r-s dot a-c-b dot o-r-g. The Council of Citizens with Low Vision, CCLVI, awards three Fred Scheigert scholarships each year to academically eligible college students with low vision. The application period opens January 1 and closes March 15. For more information, visit www.cclvi.info. From ACB Dots and Dashes, published on December 13, comes the following. Accessible Recipes on America's Test Kitchen. America's Test Kitchen has partnered with Perkins School for the Blind to make recipes on their website fully accessible for people who are blind and visually impaired. Last year, Perkins began advising America's Test Kitchen on their website. Their site now features information architecture, that is straightforward and easy to use with a screen reader, as well as text and background choices specifically for users with low vision. Cooking demos on the site also have the ingredient list and instructions read aloud. Learn more by visiting https colon slash slash dot com slash three e Eight five EV H nine. The theme for the 2021 KCB Conference and Convention was KCB Turn Your Radio On. And this week we bring you two presentations from the Convention Station Library. The first on page two is introduced by Natalie Couch, President of the Tri State Library Users and is a very informative presentation by Dr. Judith Judy Dixon from Arlington, Virginia. Judy has worked for the National Library Service, NLS, for over 41 years and, in addition to being a Braille reader herself, is one of the foremost experts in Braille in the United States and throughout the world. But she is also an accomplished author of excellent how-to books for people who are blind and visually impaired. She has written 10 books on subjects such as tips for labeling and how a blind person can take pictures and videos with the iPhone. Find out how Judy gets the ideas for her books, how she researches the topics, and how her ideas turn into books we can use to accomplish many everyday tasks. 
Then, on page three, Deb Lewis, past president of the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana, and a very creative craft person, introduces the presentation from Horizons for the Blind in Crystal Lake, Illinois. Horizons is a great source for craft books and cookbooks, for product instructions, and many other handy craft and household items. They even publish a magazine. There are many ways to listen to sound prints. First, on ACB Media, you can listen on ACB Media 1 on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Mondays 8 a.m. Eastern, Tuesdays 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday 4 a.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern, Thursday 10 p.m. Eastern, and Fridays 1 a.m., 10 a.m., and 1 p.m. Eastern. You can also listen on the KCB Information Line by dialing 773-572-6318 and choosing Option 9 from the menu. The Information Line is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. As always, we welcome your comments and suggestions for future shows on Soundprints. Give us a call at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Page 2. For our next presentation, my name is Natalie Couch, and I am the president of Tri-State Library Users. It is my pleasure to introduce um, Dr. Judy Dixon, who um, is going to be talking to us today about um, all of her how-to books that she has written. Um, Dr. Dixon has also, um, she's collected several slates that I believe she donated to um, the American Printing House for the Blind, um, and so um, I am glad that she was able to take time away from her um, BANA meetings and all the things that she's doing with that as well. Thank you for coming today, Dr. Dixon. Thanks very much. I'm Judy Dixon, and um, I'm going to give you a little bit of my kind of current where things are with me, because the rumors of my retirement have been greatly exaggerated. Um, I did retire from the National Library Service in early September. And in early November, I have now gone back to work for the National Library Service, doing basically what I was doing before, but I'm now only working half-time. The truth is, I can't tell the difference between (laughs) what I did before and what I do now. So, uh, I don't know about half-time. It's, you know, just you just do kind of what needs to be done. But, uh, so I am back working for the National Library Service. Um, and we'll probably continue to do that for another few years. Um, as far as Braille is concerned, um, I, I, anybody who has ever heard of me knows that I'm a serious Braille enthusiast and um, a serious Braille reader. And it was great to hear about an organization that has all that Braille books and all that Braille stuff. And I am currently president of the International Council on English Braille. I'm glad this is virtual so you can't throw things because we're the organization that brought you UEB. And, uh, but UEB is really, is really quite wonderful if you, if you, uh, once you decide to get used to it. And, um, I'm also serve on the Braille Authority of North America. 
But none of those things are, are why I'm here today. I Oh, my slates. Oh, I didn't know. I haven't donated any to the American Printing House for the blind. Oh, I have to be. I still. I still have to be careful crossing streets. Um, <laughs> I did donate. I had a collection of Braille writers, and uh, I did donate that collection to APH. And there were about thirty-five Braille writers in the collection. And back when Chuck Tinsley was head of APH. I told him he could have them, but he needed to send somebody to pack them up and get them out of my house. And there were 350 pounds of Braille Rider. Oh, it was, it, they were, I just did not, I had not going to take all those to the post office. This is not happening. So they, it was in 1991 that I donated that to uh, APH. But I still have the slates, and there are about 280 some odd unique slates, about 400 and some odd altogether and um, it's it's uh, it's a it's actually quite a wonderful collection and APH will get them one day when I'm done with them but uh, it's a it's an amazing fabulous wonderful collection and and I enjoy it a lot um, but what I'm here to talk about is um, I have found myself in in recent years becoming an author and funny I've written all my life I've written articles I've written like everybody does you know written a lot of memos for work and that sort of thing but I never really thought about writing books I did not set out to write books and I but I um, in 2008 the uh, marketing person at National Braille Press Diane Croft and I were talking about she says we get all kinds of questions about labeling and labeling in Braille and labeling. And, and I, I thought, gosh, that is something I really know a lot about. Because I, I used to haunt office supply stores and hardware stores and look for tools and materials that would work well for labeling. And I, I made a, I mean, my husband says he thinks if I, he stands still, I'm going to label him. Because there is, I label everything. And some things are a little tricky to label. And so I, she asked me if I'd write a book about labeling. So that was actually my first book, was um, the Label It book in 2008. Um, it's called Braille and Audio Strategies for Identifying Items at Home and at Work. And that book actually did get recorded. And it's part of the NLS collection. It's part of BARD. So um, while National Braille Press doesn't sell it anymore, an audio version of it is is still available, and it's it's kind of out of date and and not. Um, it has a lot of resources and so forth, and most of which are still good, but it's it's getting out of date. But the strategies are still the same, and you know there's there's a. It could have been called you know fifty things you can do with Dymo tape, but uh, there's a lot more than Dymo tape in it. It's a good book. And uh, but then I didn't write another book until 2012, and by that time, a lot of us had gotten iPhones, and so the next few books, um, the next one was uh, 21 iPhone apps we can't live without, and that was written by myself and my husband Doug Wakefield, and that was you know in the early days everybody was so interested in apps and descriptions of apps and how to use them. And a lot of these books are, because uh, the next book, which was in 2014, is uh, out and about our favorite iOS travel apps. 
And um, so that's that was book number three. And then book four was was the one that everybody remembers. Get the picture. Viewing the world with the iPhone camera, because that by that time it became very clear that an iPhone was going to do a lot more for us than give us an opportunity to make phone calls. And I think one of the features of the iPhone that is so fabulous for blind iPhone users is its camera. But I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I've been blind for a few years, like ever. And I didn't use a camera. I didn't grow up using a camera. I think a lot of sighted kids do, but you know, why would I want to take pictures? I print them out, can't see them anyway. I guess I could take them from other people, but I, was, I never liked doing things I didn't think I was all that good at, and I didn't think I was all that good at it. So this book is a two-volume book from National Braille Press, and it, it's been updated. So this 2014 version is... is uh, no longer available, but it talked about a lot of apps and apps that you needed to use the camera for. And even if you're not interested in taking pictures, you can still use the iPhone's camera for scanning and barcode reading and color identifying and you name it. There's just a zillion things you can do with an iPhone's camera. So that was the book. I wrote that one in 2014. And then in 2019, I'm going to find the name of it here for you, um, I updated it. And actually, and it's called, the updated version is called Capturing and Sharing the World, Taking Photos and Videos with an iPhone. And that was written in 2020. So it's, it's pretty up to date. Um, it, it doesn't cover iOS 15 or 14 because it doesn't cover LiDAR and things like that. But it's, it's other than that, it's, it's really very, very up to date. And it talks about even how you can edit your photos and, and so forth. And, and there's just so many cool things you can do with the iPhone's camera. I'm actually going to, altogether, I've written 15 books for National Braille Press. And I'm actually going to start at the end now and work backwards so that uh, we can talk about the most recent. The absolute most recent one, which just came out in this November of 21, is called Your Personal Path to Fitness, Finding What Works for You. And this is, a, this is cool. This is a book about all kinds of fitness opportunities. There's a chapter on Alexa skills and Google Home skills that are very nice and, and very uh, easy to follow and very descriptive. There's a chapter on simple exercises you can do at home. There's a chapter on getting involved with different exercises in your community, different activities. There's a cha- I co-authored this book with Bonnie O'Day. And uh, so um, there's also lots of, there's whole chapters on resources, things on the web that you can do, the groups you can join and fitness opportunities. So there's really something for everybody. Um, and it's, it's, it's a real nice book. The one before that, which was also written in, was that written in 2020? Let's see. 2021, also written in 2021, is audio description. What it is, where to find it, and how to use it. And this book um, takes different devices and talks about how to, so if you have a fire TV or a fire TV stick, or actually it had a 
Roku and a Chromecast, and, and I think there were seven devices altogether. And then I went through all the major streaming services that has audio description, how to turn it on with that, that service, with that device. So it's a lot of detail. There's general information about audio description and sources of it and so forth, but there's a lot of specifics about streaming devices and streaming services. I, one of the things I try to do when I write my books is I write what I would like to have as a book, you know, and, and I, and I consult my own books regularly when I want to know something and I've forgotten it and so forth. And I say, wait a minute, I wrote about that. And, <laughs> and I go look it up in one of my books. So the one before that was called Identifying and Labeling Everything. And this is an updated version of the original labeling book. Um, it's called Recognizing the Items in Your Life. And this was written in 2020. And I realized in the original book, there was a lot in there about labeling, but there wasn't anything about identifying it. You had to basically know what it was before you labeled it. Otherwise, you really didn't. In 2008, we just didn't have any good ways to do that. In 2020, we do. And so the 2020 version of that book is all about um, identifying things, you know, scanning, uh, apps, apps, barcode scanning, QR code scanning, all different kinds of scanning that you can do to identify something. And then you can label it. I do that. I, I, uh, I still like label the cans in my kitchen cupboard, but I might use barcode scanning or, or, or a scanning app on my phone to identify it before I scan it. And the one before that was the one I mentioned, the capturing and sharing the world. The one before that is 31 cool things you can do with your iPhone. And uh, from fun to practical to entertaining. And this is a fun book. It was 2019. And uh, it just has some, one of the, the coolest thing you can do with your iPhone is it, it's, you can, it actually will work as a metal detector. And that was fun because we're always uh, losing things. <laughs> like, you know, we, my husband was, repairing our mailbox and, and we had a few very special screws and he dropped one of them in the grass. I said, wait a minute, we can do this. And uh, I got my iPhone found it. That was fun. And the book number 10, which was written in 2019, is Getting Visual Assistance with an iPhone. And this is stuff that um, it says now you can just be friends with your friends. And this is a good book. It's about Ira and Be My Eyes and, and other sources of visual assistance, um, both human and electronic. And that's a very detailed. There's a book about drop into Dropbox. This book is getting a little out of date. This is 2018, and you know, in three years' time, it's it's uh, a lot. A lot has passed. And I'm going to go back one more because this is a great book. It's called Writing Your Way: Composing and Editing on an iPhone or iPad. And this is. 2018, and it's all about editing and writing with a keyboard and different ways of input. And it's a two-volume book, and it was it was the most, it was the hardest book I've written. It was very very difficult. Now there's a 27 book 2017 book on um, go where you want to go using GPS on the iPhone. That's still pretty up to date. There's there's the GPS apps um, are haven't changed all that much, and and the um, 
it was fun because I, I did a lot of, I like to do kind of scenarios in my book that, you know, this happens, what would you do? You know, you get off the bus and you realize you are, you know, you tell the driver you want to get off. And then when you do get off, you realize you are not where you intended to be. What do you do? What app, you know, would you use in that situation? And how, what would you expect it to tell you? And how would you follow its directions? And uh, so there's a whole bunch of scenarios like that, things that happen to you. And, and how would you use your iPhone to get yourself out of the situation? So I want to stop here, but I'm happy to take questions. If there are any, Debbie, you can unmute and ask your question. You're unmuted, Debbie. You can ask your question. I did ask it. Did you not? There you hear are. It? No, we didn't hear no. you. Now, now we can okay. hear you. Uh, all right. How much is your book, and where can you get your fitness book, and where can you get it? The fitness book, oh, all of these books are from the National Braille Press. And they're all, um, the ones that are still in print, the early ones aren't, but all the ones in, that are still in print are available in Braille, hard copy Braille, electronic Braille, Word, and Daisy. And the fitness book is $12. The one-volume books from National Braille Press are $12. The two-volume books are $20. Okay. Um, Terry, you can... Unmute. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Judy. Um, Hi, thanks so much for your presentation. I do have a question, and I don't know if you're going to tell this secret or if you're going to make me buy the book, which I will do anyway. But I really want to know how you found that screw in the grass with your iPhone. With a, with an, with a metal detecting app. Okay. <laughs> and I tell it, and then. And in the book, I tell you which one and how to how to set it. Okay. I had to call a friend once. I lived in a building that was locked, um, and I dropped my keys outside, and my guide dog was there. I had taken her out. It was the middle of the night, and <laughs> fetching was, was not her primary lead, although she, she did do it. But apparently, she didn't think it was appropriate to do it in the dark in the middle of the night. So I called, and I got grasping, and I called and looked and looked, and I wound up having to call a friend of mine who lived across town who had an extra key, and she blessed her soul came over, and I got that in. Oh. But, uh, I have a real interest in that. Uh, that <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, and I love your work. You, oh, thank you. Thank you. National, your MVP books are just phenomenal. Thanks. I uh, I really like getting ideas. I'm I'm really getting to the point now where I'm I'm kind of running out of ideas of books, to, of things to write about. And um, one of something I've taken on in my in my semi retirement is I am um, creating kitchen gadgets for blind people with, with braille on them. Kitchen gadgets that I wished I'd had. The first one is going to be a one cup measuring cup with lines on the inside and braille markings on the inside and it goes above one cup so if you're filling it with liquid you can fill it to the one cup line and not spill anything and carry it somewhere so that will um, I've the design is finished 
Now I'm just working on actually getting it manufactured. So I'm um, possibly going to do um, a book about um, techniques in the kitchen. I know there's been quite a few of those, and I don't want to repeat what's already been written, but that's one idea. But it would be nice to write something about, about something other than iPhones, I suppose. But it, it would be, uh, if anybody has any ideas of any things that they'd like to see a book about, I would welcome suggestions. And we do have another hand. Carla? I'm curious about how, well, you kind of answered it, how you get the ideas for your books, but then how you go about getting them together, getting them to National World Press, they you know, get them published. Can you talk to us about that process a little bit? Sure. I um, I write all my books I write in Word on a computer. And um, so when I send them to them, I just send them a Word file. And um, they, they do the copy editing and, and so forth, and they do the Braille translation and all of that. I don't do any of that sort of thing. But while I'm writing, uh, depending on the book, of course, I do a great deal of research. And also, in like the photography books, there's my last photography book, there's a whole section in it where I took pictures of things. And then I sent, I have a, a professional photographer who's a friend of mine, and I sent them to him. He was ruthless. You know, <laughs> I said, all right, how did I do? Let's, let's tell the world, you know, how, how did this picture come out? And what would you have suggested I do to, uh, one of the pictures is of the cherry tree in my front yard. Well, to aim at the tree, I put um, an iPhone playing music at the base of the tree on the far side of it. Didn't want it to show up in the picture. And, and um, you know, stood back and made sure it was the right time, kind of evening, and it was light and all that. Took the picture of the tree, and <laughs> I think there's like two pages of comments from him about wires and things and <laughs> stuff that I didn't know anything about. But anyway, it was fun because um, I, I think there are six of those in the book where I took a picture and, 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 and I talk about all the things I thought about when I was going to take the picture and then what, you know, and then comment from a professional on what I could have done, what other things I might have thought about and, uh, and how, how the picture looks. So that was kind of cool. I like to to do experiential things. I mean, you know, anybody, you know, we all know how to use Google. And so I don't want to just write a book on things I can dig up from, from Google. I'm willing to, to, you know, put myself out there and take bad pictures. And, and then if we can all learn from that, that's, that's just fine. All right. Um, Terry, you can go ahead and ask your question. You mentioned at the ACB convention in one of your presentations a stand that you found useful for focusing on a check that you wanted to photo in a bank app to deposit it. And I wondered if you had found any other stands or if you still liked that one. And if so, if you'd be willing to say the, where that stand could be obtained. That one is very, well, it's, it's a it's a modification of a stand that this guy in Vermont makes really for low vision people to to bring an iPad or an iPhone up to a comfortable viewing 
angle. You can use it as a standing scan, but it really wasn't developed for that. But it's from a company called LV Tablet Stand, I think. Hold on one second. Um, but anyway, I his stands are 3D printed, and I contacted him about the whole subject of depositing checks because it's possible to deposit checks with your phone and we I think we ended up with three or four prototypes and it uh, now there's a he, he sells a check scan we finished it and it and it works so he sells a check um, stand what does he call it I'm now on his website it is lvtabletstand.com, and uh, look at lvtabletstand.com. And uh, Will do. I, it used to take me like a half an hour to deposit a check because I had to try and and so many times, and now I can do it in about two minutes flat. So I know a lot of people don't have very many checks anymore, but but uh, those of us who still get them, uh, it's very convenient. Oh, exceedingly, and they took my bank away that was local. And although we may not get many checks, the ones we get, we do need to deposit. So oh, thank yeah. Thank you so much, Place, for sharing that. Tiffany. Judy, do you know if your books would happen to be available on Barnes and NLS? Only, only the very first labeling book. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the reason for that. Um, National Braille Press is a, a non nonprofit. Or, well, there's two reasons for that, actually. National Braille Press is a nonprofit organization, and you know they 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 depend on donations and the sales of their materials. So if if we put it on Bard, um, they wouldn't make any money, and and that's really part of it. The other reason is most of my books were never published in print, and NLS um, their mission is to produce books, make books that were into accessible format that had an existence in print. And most of my books are already in accessible format, so that's why. But that's why they're not on BARD. Okay, we have one more. Debbie, you can ask your question. Uh, well, first of all, I have a comment, um, and that is I think your books are very reasonably priced. And secondly, I'm excited to hear about your kitchen gadgets that you're maybe going to be coming out with because so many times you've seen from other uh, people the adjustable measuring cup <laughs> but you know there's no tactical tactic, you <laughs> yes. know, graphics and so it's like you have no idea where one cup it's in print but you have no idea where the one cup mark is so I'm really excited to hear about that and maybe do a book about kitchen gadgets sometime and hopefully you'll be doing more kitchen gadgets i hope so because i like i really like cooking and uh so i'm i'm uh, getting together with a few other blind folks who do a lot of cooking and we're going to probably collaborate on something all right um carla you can ask your question judy i just wanted to go back to a comment you made uh, a few minutes ago about <clears throat> that you don't want to just um, do a book that sort of rehashes what's already out there on Google. But I, I'd like to comment that 
some of that is, you know, Google is available to some people, but there's a lot of people that can't do all of those things. Um, some people are really good at it, and other people just don't have access for whatever reason to those things. So I, I would kind of urge you not to throw out a topic just because it's already out there somewhere. Thanks. Um, I, I, I get what you're seeing. And, and there's oh, yeah. There's certainly plenty of um, you know research that I do that I found information and, and incorporated in my books, but I like to throw a little of my own experience in there, too. Yes, and, and a, sometimes a fresh look or a look from a different angle mm-hmm. at, at that topic and that subject matter can be really important for people who are using the how-to types of books. So, um, you know, bring us more how-to books. They're just great. <laughs> well, what do you want to learn how to do? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I think I'm uh, fresh out of ideas right yes. now. But <laughs> I really, seriously, guys, if anybody comes up with an idea of another, another uh, something you want to learn about how-to, I like doing the research. So um, send me an email. My email address is pretty easy to remember. It's judy at judydixon.net another oh I'm sorry I just wanted to spell it J-U-D-Y at J-U-D-Y-D-I-X-O-N dot net okay yeah and and the other um, comment that I have relates to that measuring cup Um, you know there's a lot of there's a lot of measuring cups well not a lot but there are some out there that do have those tactile markings in the cup but uh (laughs) They don't have the Braille inside, so sometimes the lettering is very small and hard to read if it's raised print letters. Uh, The other thing is uh, the cup is always, um, it's perfect. It holds one cup. If it's a one-cup measure, of course it's going to hold one cup. Well, for a person who is, is visually impaired, sometimes for those of us that are totals too, it would be really nice to be able to pour the yes. item up yes. to that line, and then when you're going to move it or pour it in something or whatever, you're not losing a little bit over the edge as you move the cup. So I, I, think that's a great I agree. Idea. Well, because uh, the cups that are available, I mean, they have you know like one third cup or one half cup. You know, this this mm-hmm. cup is has all those marked, but it's not. It, the cups that are available are not for measuring liquid. They're measuring for measuring well, dry, dry ingredients. They're dry, dry. and mm-hmm. and right. this this cup will be it will be usable for both liquid and dry ingredients, and it will just be one cup. Um, and I also have I actually have two things that I'm working on. The second one isn't quite as far along, but it's for measuring teaspoons and tablespoons. And uh, but it's a like imagine a cone, and it's also got markings on the inside and braille on the inside. And uh, and you you like if you want to measure two tablespoons of of milk or something, you can fill it up to the two tablespoon line, and mm-hmm. uh, it's very cool too. But it's it will be second. The cup's going to be first. I'm hoping we'll be able to get the cup made in the next couple of months, and National Braille Press is going to sell it and and possibly others because to get any kind of a decent price, I may have to buy a lot of them. <laughs> so. <laughs> As in, yeah, like ten thousand, you know. <laughs> oh, you'll you'll have cups for a good long. I'm time. gonna have cups for a long time. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, hey, Pete. 
All right, I'm probably out of time here. Just about, yeah. yeah. Yes. You're yeah, close. Okay. So, um, okay. thank you so much for coming today, and um, hope that okay. you have a great rest of your day. Well, thanks very much. Okay. Take care. Page three. The next presentation is from Horizons for the Blind. They have crafts and cookbooks and gadgets and online instruction. And we'd like to welcome Diane, now hopefully I say your last name right, Pozniak, from Horizons for the Blind, which is located in Crystal uh, Lake, Illinois. Hello, this is Horizons for the Blind. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Diane, and our other participant is Kelly. We will do our best to inform you what Horizons is all about. Horizons started in the basement of the home of Camille Caffarelli. Camille wanted to do something of value for other blind and visually impaired individuals, and also for her family. It was amazing. Camille had three small boys, and her husband had just recently passed away. From the basement of her home and a few workers, Horizons for the Blind was born. Since Camille's passing two years ago, her son, Keith Myers, has accepted the responsibility of continuing to lead our organization, for which we are all thankful for. For over 40 years, Horizons has been making the printed world accessible for people who are blind or visually impaired. Whether that's accessible vending machines at its headquarters or transcribing financial statements, the goal is always complete access. Horizons was started in 1977 by founder and executive director Camille Caffarelli, blind since birth. Camille realized even as a child that experiencing life and interacting with the world should not be limited to those who view things in traditional ways. Horizons for the Blind believes that millions of people in the U.S. who are blind or visually impaired have the right to experience life as fully active participants through equal access to public information. Horizons is a leading employer of blind and visually impaired workers and has become a model for accessible, equitable work environments. The employment of people with visually impairments is out of necessity, not charity. Without their expertise, Horizons would not be able to produce quality work and services. The Americans with Disabilities Act and technology have indeed opened doors for people with disabilities. But for people who are blind or visually impaired, true accessibility remains largely unavailable. Working together, we can, and we have changed that. Hello, everyone. Horizons for the Blind is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to improving the quality of life for people who are blind or visually impaired by increasing accessibility to consumer information, education, recreation, and employment. Horizons is a leading provider of accessible transcription services to the business community and processing billing and financial statements in Braille, 
large print, and audio formats for financial institutions, utility companies, TV, and cell phone providers. We process over 30,000 billing statements a month. We produce restaurant menus, cell phone user manuals, hotel directi directories, and textbooks. We also provide customers requests such as recipes, crafts for their own special needs. And for consumers, Horizons offer a print, braille, and online catalog featuring cookbooks, books on crafts, plants and gardening, and books that are just fun to read. The catalog has craft kits, knitting and crochet patterns, and seasonal tactile cake pans, all with braille and large print instructions. Also included in our catalog are kitchen gadgets, clocks and other talking products, games, keeping healthy products, assorted tactile picture greeting cards, writing and labeling products, and travel aids. Our catalog is sent out to those customers who request either a braille or a large print copy. Our telephone number to call is 815-444-8800, extension 238. Our store is called the Gadget Gallery and is open by appointment from 8.30 until 4.30, Monday through Friday. Telephone orders and emails are the most popular way for our customers to order. We accept all credit cards, checks, and money orders. A few of our items include a meat thermometer that alerts you by either mooing or crowing when your beef roast or chicken is done. Want delicious boiled eggs from your microwave? We got the products. Want to know the color of an article of clothing you are wearing? We have a color identifier that identifies your article of clothing or also the color of vegetables. How about some fun things such as games? You can play with others or games you can play alone. We also have a, mag a monthly magazine. We call it the Seen It Our Way magazine. And it was created in October of 1998 by our founder, Camille Caffarelli, after she had a conversation with her friend, Anne. They were talking about how nice it would be to have a magazine for blind and visually impaired people written by visually impaired and blind people. She decided to take her friend's advice, and here we are 23 years later with a wonderful magazine full of interesting, funny, and helpful articles. We offer an editor's column in which I write on a variety of subjects, gadget gallery column that highlights different items in our store, poetry, sports, knitting, and crocheting, amazing recipes from our Cooking with Mrs. Claus column, gardening tips, book review, riddles, puzzles, and much more. I have been the editor of Seen It Our Way for almost five years now, and I am so proud of the work we do each month. Keeping Camille's dream alive, it means a lot to us. When I was first asked to become the editor, I looked at the magazine and I was just in happy tears. I used to be a magazine freak, and once my, as my vision worsened, I could no longer read them or enjoy them. I was once again able to read a magazine without struggling. This magazine 
is truly a labor of love, as it is written by volunteer writers. Camille's dream was for this magazine to keep current and evolve with the times. And in that spirit, I do want to add a column for technology and tips and need another craft columnist. So please, if anyone is interested, please let me know. We also offer Directions for Me. And it's another one of our internet-based services that make consumer packaging information available online and in an, in an accessible electronic format for people who are blind or visually impaired. Directions for Me features over 500,000 products in food, health, and beauty merchandise. With Directions for Me, you get preparation directions, nutrition facts, ingredients, allergy warnings, and more. And this database is continually updated. And I have used Directions for Me, and it really has come in handy <laughs> when I'm trying to cook and I was by myself. <clears throat> we also have a fun group, and we get together about every, once a month, and it's called Weekenders. And it's an organization, and it's affiliated with Horizons for the Blind. And this is a large group of people um, who are active in the community and who enjoy to just get out with other people and enjoy leisure activities together. The group consists of people from all ages, both visually impaired and sighted. And throughout the year, we go to museums, restaurants, farms, plays, picnics, and so many more things. You can reach us at 815-444-8800. Our address is 125 Eric Street, Suite A103, Crystal Lake, Illinois, 60014. We welcome all calls. I have a quick question. Sure. Uh, what, what format is your magazine in? Uh, we do Braille and large print. Okay. We do have Tiffany. You can go ahead and unmute, please. Do you mind giving that phone number again? Right as you were uh, telling the, the phone number, I was trying to get something to write with and a little bit too slow, so I apologize. Okay, no problem. It's 815-444-800. Okay. okay, thank you. You're welcome. I'm sure that some of the people on this call will be contacting you and this was and really we hope great. we do and you know I myself I'm visually impaired and I needed a community um, you know I went I became visually impaired later in life I still have some vision but I, I was lost and I came here and I felt my community and I will never I could never be more thankful for that and it gave me a place to grow as a a visually impaired woman and I you know became the editor and it's just amazing when you have a community around you and you rally and you learn so much from each other you know this is just an amazing thing and you know we really appreciate being you know involved with the Kentucky you know Council for the Blind. Is Wonder there a subscription for the magazine? Yes we have a yearly subscription it's thirty dollars a year and you just have to call the number that I gave you and um, we can start your subscription whenever you're interested. Maybe I'll ask one of my. We would give you, you know, the first yeah, one would, would be, be a, a free copy, copy, so you could. 
check it out and see if you know it resonates with you. But you know, we have something for everybody. So. What are some of the gadgets that you have? Well, some of the gadgets that I mentioned, we have thermometers, um, we have oral, forehead, and we also have thermometers that you put in your window. All these things talk, so they're all geared to people who can't see. We have... Um, Oh, uh, cooking uh, uh, cup, you know, measuring cups with measuring, braille, on and that. measuring cups and measuring spoons with braille. We have all of our books are either in braille or large print. We have many things, most so many products for the microwave. It's unbelievable. They're just lovely. We have cake pans for every holiday that you can think of. We have um, an accessible jump rope. Oh yes, that's electronic and will count your step. You know your how many steps and how many you know, when you run. Count your steps and how many calories you're using. Oh, we just have so many things. If you're interested in a catalog, we send them out free. Just call us, Debbie. You can go ahead and ask your question. Um, what kind of cookbooks do you have in Braille? We have all different cookbooks. We have Betty Crocker. We have. Um, I think there's probably about twenty-five cookbooks that we have. Um, let me see if I can give you some of the names of them. We have three ingredients, low fat cookbook. We have uh, Jello celebrating 100 years, six ingredients or less. We have seafood specialties, potluck specialties, uh, yeast breads, quick bo- uh, breads, microwave charts, noodles and pasta, rice. We have so many. You we have lost. homemade mixes that you can take, you know, the store-bought mixes and make them into different things. We have so many, it's just, it's really, that are available. You'll love them all. Great. I will be giving you a call. Terry, you can go ahead and unmute, please. Hi, Terry. Thank you. Hi. I was wondering, um, do you all have a website, and is your catalog available on website, or do you ever email it? Can you do it electronically? I can do it electronically. The website is not really updated, so it's better you give us a call. We're in the process of, of updating. Yes. Okay, that's wonderful, but if I were to call, you can send me an electronic catalog. That would be lovely. Thank you. Yes, we can do that. All right, we have no more hands. No more hands. Alexa, what time is it? On 4.18 p.m. 4.18. We have a few minutes left. But if you want to tell us about any more of your products. Or <coughs> Excuse me. We have some int- uh, good books to read. We have books that... Um, we have books that was, like, for instance, I Was Nothing, Now I'm Something. It's about a guide dog, Pixie, and how she, what she did and how she lead led her uh, owner... Uh, we have another cup, a good book. It's called Not My Time, and it's Close Calls with the Grim Reaper. We have, you know, when you get the catalog and you start browsing through it, you're going to find so many fun things. We have Clark Weber's Rock and Roll. I don't know if anybody's interested in or listened to Chicago channels, but there used to be a Clark Weber on, and we have his fun years. We have Christmas books. We have... Uh, Different like crimes and misdemeanors, which is actually a really funny book. Uh, just how how people are just the dumbest criminals. <laughs> uh, Life in the Fabulous Fifties, 
uh, Playing with the Enemy. Playing with the Enemy is a really good book. It's about Gene Moore was a country boy who could hit a baseball a country mile. He was so good that the Brooklyn Dodgers came calling. When World War II interrupted Gene's baseball career, he joined the U.S. Navy, and in 1944 he found himself a top-secret mission to guard German sailors, sailors captured from U-505, a submarine carrying a decoding machine. Stuck with guard duty, Gene taught the enemy how to play baseball. It would be a decision that changed his life and maybe our national pastime. It's a true story. There's so many books like that that I think you would really enjoy. And our turnaround time is relatively soon. You know, we print them, you know, we emboss them, you know, mm -hmm. as they come in, and everything is proofed by visually impaired blind people. You know, so it's all hands-on here. And that's what I love about this place because we all work together, blind-sided and visually impaired. Um, and we all, you know, help each other out and to make sure we get the job done. And, and, and it's a wonderful thing we do. We're a family here, yeah, for sure. And we hope we hear from you. Yeah. I think you'll be hearing from some of us pretty soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.